0: You're listening to the Sports Moment, February 1st, 2024. Part of the Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss a sports moment. Sponsored by Pemberton Law. And Lake Area Docks and Lifts.
1: Hey, welcome to the podcast, and uh, Jaina Grunwald's going to have to wait a couple more days before taking over as the all-time scoring leader for the Lady Spartans in the history of the program. She went into last night's game needing 18 points to tie Pam Letting at 1,006 career points. She wound up with 11 points in the game against Minnesota West, so she is seven points away from tying Pam Letting and one point away from becoming just the second Lady Spartan in the history of the program to score 1,000 points. She did surpass Lori Rickard and take over the number two spot in the all-time scoring list in the game last night against Minnesota West. And the Lady Spartans, who won at Minnesota West earlier this year, lost by a score of 64-47 to in the game at home last night. They ran into a pretty hot Olivia Hayanga, who had 26 points and 20 rebounds to lead Minnesota West to the victory. Spartans' downfall came in the second quarter when they made only 2 of 16 shots from the floor and were outscored 15-4 to in that quarter. Minnesota West was able to uh, take a 34-20 to 20 lead and really uh, never looked back after that. So good win for Minnesota West, avenging an earlier loss to the Spartans. That also started the second time around in the South Division schedule. Everybody plays home at home in the MCAC South. And when you look at the standings right now, after that loss, the Spartans are 4-3, and three in the division, but they're still in good shape. They're still in the top four in the uh, conference standings, and the top four at the end of the season will be in the state tournament. Now, the Spartan men got a win last night. They had won by 20 down in Worthington back on the 3rd of January. Last night wasn't as easy. They led by 18 in the first half and by 15 at halftime, but Minnesota West would not go away. They rode down to uh, the last, oh, eight minutes or so and within seven points of M State at that time, but the Spartans were able to hold on and get an eight-point victory, 71-63. to Javen Tyndall had 18 to lead the way, and Kamani Steckler just missed a double-double. He had 10 rebounds and wound up with nine points. Tyson MacArthur had nine boards, and Belinda Alamadi, Dished out a a team high five assists. Spartans win the game seventy-one to sixty-three. Now they are creeping back into the playoff picture as well. They were a game out. Going into last night, but Anoka Ramsey got beat, so both Anoka Ramsey and M State are sitting at four and four. So is Ridgewater, because it was Ridgewater that upset Anoka Ramsey to go to four and four. So you've got those three teams at four and four, all tied for the final playoff spot in the M C A C Southern Division. So big games coming up on Saturday at Riverland down in Austin. That's the next action for the Spartan basketball teams. Pemberton Law Firm is one of our sponsors of our podcast. We appreciate their assistance in bringing this to you, and they have offices to assist you in Fergus Falls, Wadena, Detroit Lakes, and Alexandria. And of course, you can Visit them online also at PemLaw.com. Pemberton Law carries a legacy of trustworthy and reputable legal representation dating back to 1883. Well, Wednesday night was a light night with just the Spartan basketball doubleheader at the college. But Tuesday, we were talking about the outstanding performance by the Otter Nordic Ski Team on Tuesday with their second place finishes on both the boys and the girls' side at the Central Lakes Conference Championship meet. And we were going to look at that a little more in depth here and look forward to next week's section competition as well. I had a chance to visit with Josh Scharnberg about a number of things, and the girls' team had an outstanding performance from their sprint relay team. As uh, Cassie Wellman anchored Ellie Bradenberg on that team, and that duo placed first by nearly twelve seconds over Brainerd. And I talked to Josh about that victory, and yeah, it was uh, that twelve seconds doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a, a pretty uh, good separation between uh, the champion team and the second place team.
0: Yeah. The- especially in this sport where usually the, the races are close. Uh, that is uh, a pretty decent gap between them and Brainerd. And so a lot of kudos to those girls. Um, uh, Allie, Allie was the lead and Cassie was the anchor. Um, Allie usually prefers a course where, where she can double pole and power through it. And, um, and Cassie was kind of the hero of the day here. She, uh, this course plays to her with the big climbs and striding and running up the hills. And, um, but as a team they pulled it together and made it work and uh, we're just super proud of them and excited for them.
1: And as far as the Pursuit team represented by Este Versteeg, and Alexis Wellman, Hannah Scharnberg, Naomi Doomer, Violet McCann, Olivia Swanson and Aliyah Mosier, uh, they really had a, a good day as well and one of the reasons they've been so successful is they push each other uh, throughout practice.
0: Yeah that's right and uh it's true what you say they're pushing each other you know especially s day and alexis they they seem to flip-flop every other race and um and then uh and then today we've got uh hannah Scharnberg and and violet mccann who were who were mixing it up violet had her first race scoring today and uh hannah placed well as you know she she also was up there in the top 20 at 17th place and um Uh, even though she doesn't score i mean it's huge our last race came down to that fourth position and so just having all our girls being competitive is is going to play to our advantage once we get to
1: sections next week great performances by the girls cross-country ski team for fergus falls as they finish second in the central lakes conference championship meet on tuesday at powder ridge one of the things that really has been a challenge for all skiers in the state of minnesota is the snow conditions or lack of snow conditions and the snow conditions at powder ridge on tuesday well slushy sloppy and well josh just plain tough
0: you know it was we're we're all on on man-made snow at the base of a ski hill and uh the day started off fine with the classic races the tracks held up pretty well but uh, once you got a couple races in with skating, uh, it's literally, the course looks like mashed potatoes and it feels like skiing in it as well. Uh, so it's it extremely challenging, but also we're probably going to be looking at these conditions next week. Warm weather continues and, um, you know, so we're just counting it as practice for, for sections.
1: Well, having said that about the conditions, didn't bother David Ronovic. David was the individual champion winning the pursuit race and leading Fergus Falls to that second-place finish. And I asked Scharnberg if there was any kind of condition, snow condition, weather condition, that could slow down David Aronovic.
0: Yeah, you know, he just seems so unstoppable right now. He's just strong and and confident and and skiing so well. But uh, this season as well, I mean, he's just worked on the mental fortitude as well. He just has this level head about him, and um, even though he is skiing well, he he still stays humble and knows that he has to ski hard against these, uh, especially the Brainerd kids, and um, and he's just been toughing it out and hanging in there.
1: Yeah, so that otter. Pursuit team led by David, Jackson Lisney, Micah Mosier, Logan Bradenberg, Eric Swanson, Noah Schlosser, Braden Booker, and Clayton Peppel did a great job getting second place. Uh, Jackson Lisney and Micah Mosier were eighth and ninth, respectively, all-conference honorable mention, and Logan Braden, Bradenberg barely missed the top 10. He finished 11th. That's all-conference honorable mention at large. Now, in the sprint relay event, some confusion. Tommy Erickson anchored for Jaden Miller on that relay team, and Josh said it's a long story, but the boys frustratingly finished in third place after a snafu in the heats, and he explained that to us.
0: A little bit of a mix-up. It really kind kind of came down to the, the volunteers at the start line, and I'm not talking bad about them, um, it was just a little bit frustrating, but uh, there was there was a smaller amount of sprint relay teams that entered and, and uh, it was supposed to be um, uh, just one heat of boys skiing, and uh, somehow they left out one of the Brainerd sprint teams um, and so uh, yeah, so anyways, our boys thought they had second place locked in and backed off a little bit on finishing and um and then here the the Brainerd second team just re- raced themselves um had a really good time and based off of time uh, Brainerd took first and second place uh, knocked our boys into third so um yeah it's a little bit frustrating but uh after a talk with other coaches we we kind of hashed it out and Uh, They were willing to, I mean, we couldn't do anything about the times, but they were at least willing to give our boys honorable mention.
1: So the Outer Nordic Ski Team comes off a pair of second-place finishes at the Central Lakes Conference Championship Meet. They are certainly on top of their game right now. And with that success at Powder Ridge Tuesday, what are the goals heading into next week's section meet on Monday and Wednesday at Giants Ridge in Bewabek?
0: As you can see outside, the snow is pretty much gone, and and uh, we're probably not going to get any more practices in on skis here this week. But um, you know, as they say, it's a little bit cliche, but the money's in the bank. Um, these kids have worked really hard this season, and uh, we'll probably just get a couple of uh, good, strong dryland practices here today, or tomorrow and Thursday, and. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll kind of we'll back off so we can get some sore muscles to heal, get some food into the kids, some hydration, and um, just uh, get together and talk positive. Probably have a meal together and and uh, plan strategies for Monday. And um, it's gonna it's gonna plant. I don't know. It's just gonna be a really good meet, Craig,
1: Head Coach Josh Scharnberg of the Otter Nordic Ski Team as they get ready for. The biggest meet of the year, the meet that qualifies individuals and teams for state at Giants Ridge Monday and Wednesday, the Section 8 Nordic Ski Cross-Country Meet. So looking forward to seeing how the otters compete in that competition. Want to thank Lake Area Docks and Lifts for being a sponsor of our podcast. They serve you from five different locations in the Lakes region. They had great uh, showings at uh, Fargo Dome and uh, the Minneapolis Convention Center when they had their booth at the boat shows at both of those locations earlier this month in January. Actually, we're in February now, earlier in January. Now that we've turned the calendar to February, can't you just feel it? We're getting closer. It feels like spring right now weather-wise, but won't be long. You'll be out on the lakes, and Lake Area Docks and Lifts can help equip you for that uh, summertime fun. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves were victorious last night. They, they faced a Dallas Mavericks team that has really been hurting, and they were without uh, Luka Doncic and without Kyrie Irving. They were both out, sat for the same game for the third time this season, and the Mavericks have lost all three when they haven't played. And they have played. The Mavericks have had to play without at least one of their superstars 26 times in their 48 games. Hard to get that consistency of production when you're missing your top players as much as they have been. Well, last night, Carl Anthony Towns had 29 points and nine rebounds. Rudy Gobert scored 17, and the Wolves won 121-87 to 87 over the Mavericks. So they are now 34-14. and 14. Oklahoma City and Denver, the top pursuers in the Western Conference, played each other last night and OKC won on their home court 105 to 100. So when the dust had settled after last night's action, Minnesota leads Oklahoma City by a game and Denver by a game and a half in the West. Timberwolves will be in action on Friday. They host Orlando in that game. And Iowa superstar Caitlin Clark added to her growing collection of milestones last night at Northwestern, moving into second place on the NCAA women's all-time scoring list during the Hawkeyes' 110-74 to win. She also overtook Kelsey Mitchell as the Big Ten's all-time leading scorer, and she's only 103 points behind Washington's Kelsey Plum, to overtake her as the NCAA's all-time scoring leader in women's basketball. What a career she has had at Iowa. The coaching carousel in the NFL continues. The Seahawks have hired Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their next head coach. He is receiving a six-year contract, and McDonald at 36 becomes the NFL's youngest head coach. And that's uh, uh, quite a switch from uh, the oldest head coach, Pete Carroll, who he is replacing. Carroll was 72, McDonald is uh, 36. He is 16 months younger than Jared Mayo, who was hired by the New England Patriots early uh, in January to succeed Bill Belichick in that position. Well, we thank you for joining us for our podcast on this first day of February. Hope uh, you'll stop back uh, tomorrow. Have a great day.
0: You've been listening to The Sports Moment with Craig Olson. Sponsored by Pemberton Law and Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Produced by Sunroom Lab. Music by Blue Red Roses. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and thanks for listening.